0: Warning, this episode will contain adult language, mature situations, well-developed main characters, detailed artwork, sexually explicit relationships of emotionally damaged individuals, melancholy ambiance, disturbing backstories, and an expressive message. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 268, Reaching for One Another, ...in an empty crowd. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Spirekin Mong Review... ...some podcasts and vague reviews about connectically enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan saying hello. Hope you guys have been doing well. Hope your week has been doing exceptionally amazing... ...especially with this weird weather we've been having. But I do digress. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. and is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectically enhanced narratives. We tell you how the art style is, the characters are the overall plot, and the feeling of the manga, and we tell you if it's worth investing your time in or if you should avoid it like the plague. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co hosts say, but we try to be as informative, impartial, and as entertaining as possible. You don't have to agree with anything that we say, but we do the best we can. And sometimes impartiality doesn't always work, especially if it is a difficult manga or if it is a manga that is truly exceptional. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparken.com. You can email me personally at zan at sparkin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, the PSN network, the Nintendo Switch network, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, the Apple Music Store, Player.fm, and several other podcast catchers. If you would like, please follow us on any any or all of these Show us the sites, leave us comments, and let us know what you think about the podcast in general. If you want, you can also email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at S P R A K N. That's S P-I-R-A-K-N. So Zan at Spyrokin.com. Now that all of the basic information has gotten out of the way, let's get to the review of the manga itself, shall we? So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun the wheel of manga to dictate unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga. Which, surprisingly, it's almost coincidental i could say that it has the same type of feeling that the manga i reviewed last wednesday had episode 265 now if you haven't listened to 265 yet just long story short i reviewed a manga called shibotu yo nano Kite, or translated into english enclosed called fat it is a manga which deals with a very serious topic bulimia and it's a manga which left one with a very melancholy feeling after reading it. Now, the two subsequent mangas I read afterwards and I reviewed, Saber Man, Kentaro, and Dance of Tomorrow, are both very fun and they're very uplifting. And I'm surprised that when I spun, I know I put it up there, I didn't know what the manga was about, but when I spun this manga, I didn't expect it to be as melancholy as in Close Called Fat. And it is. There's a little bit of a more positive ending to this, but not really. This one is very, how do I describe it? It's, besides melancholy, I want to say that it is one which is, it's got beautiful artwork, great perspective behind it, there's this amazing use of space and time, and more importantly than that, it does go places which you would not expect that, They could go very dirty and uncomfortable, and it is a little bit uncomfortable, but they do have a little bit of respect for their source materials and is very intelligent. Where you think about all the characters are very well thought out and they are well, you do sympathize with all of them, even though some are very um, I want to the word I would believe would be used is they're very um, user like, they they take things, but let's get to the information first off. So, this manga was written by Ino Asano. That's the manga who created Solonin, Goodnight Punpun, in their new series, Dead, Dead Demons DDDDD Destruction. I know it sounds bizarre, but that's what they do. And if you're familiar with those mangas, they're based in real life. Well, Punpun's kind of weird because the person looks like a bird most of the time, but they deal with emotions and feelings. And that's what Asano works on, and this especially is one of those. This was published by Oto Publishing in Japan and released over here by Vertical Comics. It is a seinen series. It was released 2009 to 2013, and we have one Takabon in the U.S. And the title of this one is Omibe no Onanoka, or A Girl on the Shore. Now, to read the jacket copy, this is one of the most challenging works that Asano has created yet an intense teen drama set in what may be at first glance to be one of the sleepiest towns in Japan. And the way that this manga actually opens up is the perfect way to express that feelings of a sleepy town. And I'm going to read it to you. It actually opens up with this little paragraph saying, in town there's a tiny beach that's never busy, not even in the middle of summer. I used to like walking there looking for stuff, like old fireworks or kelp. A hat knocked off someone's head by the wind. You basically never find what you were expecting to. And maybe you weren't expecting to find anything right from the start. And that paragraph symbolizes the whole concept of this story. Which is about two individuals. Kiyome Sato and Kesuke Isobe. Two students who come together through... very unique circumstances and the relationship that they form and maybe lose throughout this story and that's what it's about it is a story of these two individuals and their relationship and it is compelling and intriguing and dark at the same time especially for the subject matter at hand and i will say that the art style that asano has fits this series so much in the detail in the backgrounds went from kesuke's room which is his bastion of safety from the rest of the world to just elements of the outside from the beach to the school itself to kiume's very loving home and There's even the elements which you would not expect, which are actually kind of contemporary and horrific at the same time. And I am talking about the sexual nature of their relationship. And the fact that this is a manga, which did something that was very revolutionary for its time, which is, um, in the drawings, they actually show pubic hair, which, if you know Japanese culture, that's a really big no-no. You don't show the pubes. You kind of do the... Big mosaic, you don't see anything there. And you do see that in this. You see a lot of other things as well. And this is not for children. Even though it's starring kids. Well, students. Now, I know that what I've said is very vague. And the reason for that is this story is very hard to talk about without giving away spoilers, and more importantly than that, without not selling the story right. I've tried selling this story to a couple of other people, telling them about it, and they got very confused by it. So, I could spoil the whole thing and tell you exactly what happened, but I feel it would be a disservice. Or I could be a little vague and drive you away because you're like, Nick, what the hell are you talking about? So I'm going to try to do a little mixture of both. I'm going to explain a little bit of what's going on, believe enough so that may entice you to read this or may make you want to run from the hills. Alright, so as I said, our two main characters, Komei Sato and Kisuke Sobe, end up in a relationship together. The reason for this is that Kiyomei liked her upperclassman, Misaki, this guy who was handsome and awesome and about to leave school, and... She keeps talking to him, and he's all nice and sweet. And they end up going on a date, and on their first date, Masaki convinces her to give him a blowjob. Yes, a blowjob. And she gives it to him, and then afterwards, the next day, she's all happy, and she's thinking, oh, they're going to be in a major relationship, and he's like, oh, last night was fun. Maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. I've got other things to do. See ya. So he just used her for sex, and she is traumatized by this. She doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what to say, and she remembers that there's a... Someone in her class who last year admitted he liked her and she turned him down. Kisuke Isobe. This very shy kid who he's smart and he's clever, but he's just, he's a little different. He's not from the town that they live in. They're in a very small town. And he's, his family recently moved there. His brother was there. And she, he's not one of the usual kids. You know, when you have a transfer student come in, they're a little bit different. But she convinces him to take her virginity, and they end up in a relationship. Because, hey, if a girl tells a guy, I want you to have sex with me, they're like, uh-huh, okay. But then she's, you know, she's experiment- they're experimenting with sex, but she doesn't want the emotional attachment. Like, he's just going to kiss you. No, you can't kiss me. Uh, but I'm going to stay at your house and we're going to hang out because your parents aren't home and maybe we'll do things or we can't do anything because it's uh, I'm on my period but I can you know, give you a hand job or And that's how the relationship works where Kintsuki wants to advance the relationship and actually make it into something which is emotionally beneficial for both of them but Killmate doesn't want that. She's right now just trying to deal with this circumstance, with this situation which is a courage. He's just trying to forget about the problems and just it's... Almost the concept of, it's just flesh. That's all that matters. It's just the skin. That's all that matters. It's just the feelings. That's all we need. We don't need the emotional stuff. And this is not good. Eventually, they become almost like best friends who are hanging out all the time. But no one knows about this. Especially this one kid who really, really likes Kome. Who has been friends with her for years. It's this kid named Kasami who is on the baseball team. And he really likes her and he notices something's going on. Because he catches them together one day also before I forget you do find out that all the stuff that's in Kisuke's room was shared with him from his brother who his brother killed himself a year beforehand on his birthday and it's assumed that the reason why he did this is because he was bullied in the school because the school does look down on them because they consider Isobe a very just he's a shy, quiet geek that no one should know about, and this comes to a head when uh, Kashima, a kid who was raised with Kyome, like he likes her a lot, but he hasn't been able to get her to say she wants to be with him. And he's a townie. Let's be honest, he's a townie, and he ends up confronting Isobe because he sees Isobe and Kyome walking one day, and he assumes something's up, so he goes to him. And says, So, what's going on with you? Why are you guys together? Are you doing something? It's like you mess around with her. And at first, is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's, what does it got to do with you? He's like, And because she was like, No, nothing, nothing, nothing. Me and her family go way back. And you shouldn't be doing anything with that. You're pissing me off. You with your pig face, you little sad little boy. And he starts making fun of Isobe. And Isobe shouldn't need to assert himself, because at this point because he has the goal, and he's trying to be cool with it, he's not trying to tell anybody about this situation, because Kiyome swore him to secrecy, but because he starts making fun of him and his brother eventually he's like, you know what, you know what I think about this I think about two moles on her left butt cheek and Kashimi says, what What? what, what? say that again, say it again, He's he's like what do you mean, you sure about this, I mean you're part of the baseball team, and if you beat me up right now, you give up your entire future because this is right before the preliminaries to the, the finals, you know. And then Kashima's like, yeah, you know, what? Uh, did you do anything with her? And was like, no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but you know, what? she totally does want it. You know, you stick a couple fingers inside and wiggle them around while you suck on her clit, and it just gets love juices flowing. You know, you see her face get red; she's breathing super fast to get it all in. Oops, sorry. This has nothing to do with you, right? Whoa. What's wrong, Kashima? Whatever could be the matter? I mean, did you just get a boner? And by him taunting him, it ends up that he ends up railing on Isobe. Kashima beats the shit out of him and says, You're never going to show your face in this town again. You know, you don't get it. That All of my friends, everyone here, we don't want you. We don't want your family around. You know, you can do your own thing. And then Kashima's like, You know what? Go fuck yourself, hillbilly. It becomes this huge fight between them where he's... 'Cause this baseball kid is stronger than him and stronger than him. And he's making fun of him, talking about how horrible his brother is, and how he should go and quit life and you should be horrible. And Isobe says straight up, was like, you know what? You guys killed my brother by driving him away, but you assholes are never gonna break me. You know, you way too many idiots pushing their idiotic ideas. Sadest part about ice that they don't get how dumb they are, even when you explain it to them. You know what I'm talking about? You wanna beat me up? Go ahead. That's your big idea. I'll stick with my own. I'll rip your guts out and make a lovely show of your miserable death. And this ends up into a huge thing where the school finds out about this and they drag these two kids apart and they ask what happened. And Isobe without a beat looks at the teachers and says, He didn't do anything. Kashima was just trying to help me up. I fell down. This blood, that my broken eyes, because I fell down the stairs and he was helping me up. I mean, right? Right, Kashima? And this, you know, the kid he was beating up just covered for him so he would not get trouble so he could win. But then when he says, right, 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 Isobe just says, you know, I mean, you'd have nothing left if you lost baseball and your buddies. There's no way they'd ever forgive you. There's no way you'd do this, right? And this leads to Kashima grabbing Isobe and pushing him against the stair banister and them falling off the stairs and him breaking his leg, ruining his career completely because of his anger. And this is a moment in this manga which is real. And I know I just spoiled a major segment of this manga about these two, and it makes them seem horrible and strange, and... Let's just say. It's compelling because Isobe is starts off as someone who's very weak but he becomes stronger through this relationship because he finds the strength to not just run away but to give it to the people who hurt him so much. It comes ahead especially because Kiyome ends up doing something which really upsets Isobe. And this ends up with them almost terminating their relationship and them not talking to each other or well Sobe wants nothing to do with Kiyome at all and it becomes are these two characters who are so emotionally broken able to fix each other or able to fix themselves because Misaki is still wondering about Kiyome and he's starting to hound her a little bit and Kiyome is still interested in this guy who essentially treated her like shit I use a term when I talk about relationships to a lot of people. I call them, you know, one of the terms I use is a siren. That's the person that you are stupid over. You know that they're bad for you, but no matter what, if they come calling, no matter what, even if you're in a relationship, you'll be like, okay, no problem, I'm going to drop everything because I will go back to you because maybe you'll take me back. And Masaki is Kyome's siren, the person that she would do anything stupid over. And when he comes crawling back, she ends up thinking, I can get back Maybe I'll fix things. And it leads to more problems. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe she stands up for herself. You'd have to read this to see what happens. And I've got to say, this story is... It's almost a very disturbing ingenious character study that's haunting and deep and it goes into these really dark places but there's so much care and respect for these scenes that you can't say that you don't sympathize and understand where they're coming from i mean you understand that scene i essentially read to you guys in the manga is literally a scene which we all could understand where it's someone we have something over someone who's treating us like garbage because they think they're better than us and it's when we can't take it anymore. We just push it. You know, we know that they can hurt us. We know they're gonna beat us up. We're like, you know what? I'm gonna push you back. Even if I know I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna say, I got this, so you didn't get it. It's almost a giddy, disturbing masochistic moment. And I gotta and I've gotta give this manga a I'm going to give this a really, really, really fucking cool, even though I do not want to ever read this again. The art style is amazing, and the characters are compelling, but it's but it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. And honestly, I think I'm going to give this away at Anime Next, because this is just... This is a twisted manga, which is intriguing and engaging and terrible all at the same time, with a great story and amazing character design and a very haunting overtone to it the ambiance of this manga is very melancholy and it makes you think afterwards it makes you appreciate what you have and also it makes you sympathize with characters like Isobe with especially what happened with his brother and what he goes through and what he may or may not do as you read it, where he goes to the end that dark place that many of us may go Anyway, well, so with that in mind, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiker.com. You can email me personally at zansparker.com, or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, iTunes, and all those other lovely websites. Also, you could check out our earlier episodes at www.spiker.com. And let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only the Wee! We. accepts no substitutes now what is the wheel of manga the wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with 10 slots on it and what i'm going to do is i want to spin that wheel of manga whatever nowhere it lands on that's review in the next episode of the spark and manga review episode 269 69 dudes and i'm really excited to see where we're going to go because i put a lot of happy stuff on here and some things which hopefully will clear my palate because this was a very emotional episode but uh, let's spin it and see what we're going to review Number seven. Cool. So, in the next episode of the and Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga called Forever Honey. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. Maybe it's about f- honey that makes you live forever. I don't know. We'll find out in the next episode. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I do appreciate it. I know this one was a little bit more depressing than usual, or more just uh, not nonsensical, but it's more random. And I do appreciate that you hear me. If you have any questions, email me zanspark.com. Now, before I forget, there is one other thing I want to talk about with this manga before we finish this out, and I I finish for the day, because next episode will actually be next month, and the end of the month, which is going to be in March, but I digress. So, In A Girl on a Shore, they talk about this band called Happy End. They're a Japanese folk rock band from the 60s, and I have to admit, after checking them out, I think they're actually really cool, and I highly recommend checking them out. You can find them on YouTube. They have a couple of videos for them. They had an album called Kazimachi Roman, or Aqua Times uh, Kazio et Check it out. It's pretty trippy and weird, but it's kind of cool in a kind of folksy sort of way. I'm not really a fan of folks music, but definitely check it out. Anyway, I guess this is it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys next time, and um, keep reading manga, guys. Bye.
1: Let me see Sim ¡Suscríbete!